This whole bloody council is fucking bollocks. Anakin's a twat. <laughs> That's not as offensive over there. A twit. A twat. He is a Sheen. Ah, that's one I haven't heard in a long time. Sheen Palace. That's what we should name the podcast. Recording in progress. Okay, kids. Let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? You guys are so funny. Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you and yours for tuning in. I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. Back at it again. When you say uh, you and yours, who are you referring to? Where whatever they got. Like, are you expecting people to be tuning in with their children? As droids. This, this is a children's show. Spouses, loved ones, pets. <laughs> I always watch got? a good podcast with my pets. Your Star Wars pops. Yeah, they're part of the audience. I would imagine. Speaking of pops, I want to get a stormtrooper. Just a plain ass stormtrooper Funko, but the only one I can find is like the very first run of Star Wars pops they did. They gave all the helmets those stupid circular eyes, and they look like fucking Danguses, and I don't want it. Oh yeah. So if anybody can f- tell me if there's like a special edition of the regular ass stormtrooper, not the first order, just a regular old Imperial stormtrooper, I would like to find one, but I haven't found one. Um, I thought I recently saw one of the, uh, I want to call it a prototype, but what's the, uh, oh, concept, concept art stormtroopers where it was a stormtrooper with a blue lightsaber because back in, you know, in the conceptual times, yes, they all had, uh, lightsabers plugged into their backpacks. What's the guy's name that everyone jerks over because his art was so good. All the concept art. What's his name? I don't know the one to be jerked to. I, I don't know his name. Well, nowadays, anyway, you just pull something from the concept, our original concepts, and everyone's like, oh, it's great because that one guy did it. And most of them are. I'm just saying. You know, the whole spider episode thing in Mandalorian. That was also from this guy. I can't remember his name. I'm a bad fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you just search, uh, Google Stormtrooper Concept Funko. Uh, I don't know if they're new. They are available. Ralph McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie is the one to. Ralph McQuarrie. The Jerkingsworth. Yep. Ralph Jerkingsworth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay. All right. You get it. Stormtrooper concept art Funko. Yeah, they look oh, pretty cool. Oh, okay. They look cool. The helmet's uh, quite a bit different. It's more a little more simple, simplified, and looks like it just has kind of sunglasses on. But uh, yeah, Stormtrooper with a lightsaber. Yeah, let's pull this bitch up real quick because I dig it. I'm uh, very cool. happy they never pulled the trigger. And I mean, it takes away the whole mysticism of a, of a lightsaber if everybody's got one. You yeah. know what would actually be cool now that I'm wrapping my mind around it? Is if they were lesser 
lightsabers. Like they couldn't cut through everything because they were like battery powered instead of force powered. You know what I'm saying? Something, something along battery those lines powered. Like, they got Duracells in well, there. They're plugged into their backpacks. I know, no, this the one on the screen isn't. But uh, you think uh, Jedi you prefer energy energizer or Duracell for their lightsaber supplies? Hmm. What's this Enderman plush toy? Right, that that thing's fucking creepy. What's from Minecraft? I know. That's why it's creepy. Those things attack the shit out of me. <laughs> huh. Um, Funko. I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about. By the way, this original Funko Stormtrooper looks so terrible. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. That's horrendous. What were they thinking? Giving it the bobblehead eyes. That's man. awful. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Holy shit. That's so that's, bad. That looks like... A, a horrible mistake and they're like nah let's just keep going with it this one's it especially bad because there's a light reflection one's down here and one's up here so his eyes look like they're going two different directions now i could believe that this stormtrooper can't shoot anything that's oh a, yeah I, I could believe that i don't know if that's what they were going for or not but yeah that's awful now you get into these like that looks badass I just want the regular one, though. They haven't redone the regular one yet. Ooh, Force Unleashed Shadow Stormtrooper. They've done the keychain, which is even more annoying. But they haven't... I don't think they've redone the um, the actual Funko. So. Anyways. <sighs> going down the toy aisle for a second there. I haven't, um, I haven't bought a Star Wars item in a very long time. All right. I have not either. Yeah, yeah. JJ Rambus, aka. Everyone's got 17 names. I don't know if it's you or me, but uh, your audio is splotchy right now. It's splotchy? Oh, yeah. You're in and out. You're losing frames or something. I'm. Lo- what? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can. Okay. What's going on? Uh, well, I was just going to check my internet speed in case something's going on, but it's not me because it's a thousand by a thousand. Okay. And one millisecond ping. So communications disruption can mean only one thing. There's there's no podcast is canceled. There's no war here. From now and forever. All right. Well, we were a little late today, and the reason that that was happening is because I was finishing catching up on the Bad Batch. Finally, I'm current. For the Today. first time since it uh, premiered back in May 4th. I'm, I'm current. Nice, nice. Finally. Uh, I have also caught up on Bad Batch. Wonderful. Um, I just beat Shadows of the Empire. Oh. That's so why I got Prince Shizor behind me. Nice. Um, very interesting character. Uh, kind of goofy, very 90s Star Wars-esque. But, uh, you know, with all his doings and goings-on with Vader and the Emperor, he plays a huge part. Like, uh, just to give you an idea, he basically builds the second Death Star. They commission him and his fleet to build the second Death Star. Oh, wow. That's heavy. Yeah. And, yeah, he's literally, like, number three, vying for number two in the galaxy. He doesn't like Vader just as much as, like, well, Tarkin did all right with them but uh with vader but yeah yeah shizor yeah. was trying to plot against vader quite a bit to uh get him out of the way 
So obviously this whole going back and adding new storylines into things that you've already seen is not new for Star Wars because they did that in the early 90s. I never knew that. I didn't know the full story of Shadows of the Empire. Say that again? I didn't know I never knew the full story of Shadows of the Empire like the whole storyline. Yeah, it's it's kind of drawn out. So it happens between episode 5 and 6. Right. Um, and a part of it is you're chasing after uh, Han's carbonite bitch ass, and then you you basically kind of do that, and then there's some supercomputer technology stuff, and then you go and defeat Shizor's palace. Uh, he's you got defeat like a the whole, palace. Yeah, well, it's like a floating. I forget what the name of the it is. The building is fighting hook. against you. The sky hook, I believe, is the name okay. of the fucking thing. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean it's a fun game. To be, uh, it's frustrating and old, but once you get past that, it's it has kind of that wonder esque. I mean, you're on Tatooine, you're on you're you're flying speeders, you're in space. That looks so fucking nineties. <laughs> I the just sky looked hook? up. Yeah, I just looked up Shizor's palace. Yeah, that's so nineties. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty ridiculous to be honest. But again, sometimes it's nice just to go back and uh, it ended in a very different way than I expected, which was refreshing for a '90s story in the yeah. Star Wars realm. Um, I mean, you're a smuggler, Dash Rendar, and what's this fucking droid's name? Hoopa, Lupa, something. IG ninety seven. No, it's not that. I thought it was. Shadows of L E B O two D nine. Uh, Lebo. Okay. Lebo. I knew Le- Lupo wasn't too far. So uh, <laughs> Dash <laughs> Lupa is that uh, is part of the singing gang in Kotor with that code. You have to. There's five spots. You have to. <laughs> Lupo and Bdar Lup- and shit. Jesus. <laughs> That one, the last time I played, I did guess it in the correct order the first time without looking at the data pad at all. Uja, Nuji, Lupa, Ishanda, and <laughs> Ashley. There's like one name that's just like <laughs> Dave. <laughs> um, He's the manager yeah. of the band. Very, very uh, tangent. I, I don't even know what the fuck. But uh, <laughs> long story short, Dash and, and Lebo go through this whole thing, and at the end, they blow up the sky hook. And then it goes to a scene. You basically beat the game then. But you're, like, racing out of the skyhook when it blows up. And then it goes to a cut scene of uh, Luke and Leia. And, and Luke saying, I can't believe Dash didn't make it out. Uh, you know, at least we blew up Shizor's palace. And Leia's pretty brutal about it. She's like, it was worth it. <laughs> Dash is an asshole. He tried to bang me in the back. It was I wasn't it. having it. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm sitting here like, oh, shit, they actually killed the character off. This is this is kind of cool. And then it goes to a, a, another cutscene after that, and it's Dash and, and uh, Lebo, and they had jumped to light speed uh, just before, but they didn't tell anybody, so they, they basically broke off from the rebellion, and they're like, look, we're not trying to fight battles the rest of our lives. Let's go right. make some money and cut ties with these shitheads. So <laughs> I'm not fighting Darth Vader. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Did, I they, was, did uh, they at least get paid? I... No, no. They they blew it up and got the fuck out. Well, yeah, shit. so that was the Black Sun. Yep. Yeah. The Black Sun was uh, Shizor's 
crime syndicate. Which, you know, Crimson Dawn, Black Sun. Hmm, let me think about that. Well, I was going to say, you know, about bringing characters back into new canon, I don't really care about Thrawn, but it would be cool to see Black Sun. I don't know if... Then they say there's like five main criminal organizations in between three and four. Crimson Dawn's one of them. There's a couple other ones that Maul's been fucking around with. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe one or two big ones. I think there's like five syndicates. Oh, it would be cool for Black Sun to be one of them and for Shizor to come back. Did, did, did they say his name in the game? How's it pronounced? Shizor. Okay, cool. Yeah, Prince Shizor. I don't even know a lot about him, to be honest. I don't even know what... Um, and when you said you had to fight a computer, isn't there like isn't there like an Android thing that he's in love with? No, you're you have to uh, steal plans out of a supercomputer, and if I see those games are so the storyline's so hard to follow because it's all just shooting and you don't really get it's just go pick this up and then you're like, okay. So I don't know if it was the plans to the second Death Star is what he was picking up. Well, yeah, it's just like all episodes of a Star Wars cartoon. They're all side missions. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and sometimes those, sometimes those side missions, there's no explanation. You, you're you on, like, a junk world planet, and you blow up IG-88, and then now you're going after a supercomputer, and it's like, what the... What am I actually doing here? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. There wasn't a throwaway line that explains the whole plot? Probably was. You know what it probably was, was he sometimes speaks up throughout the game, I think. I have no idea at this point. <laughs> I feel like in... in dialogue you might say some stupid shit and you can't even hear it and you're like that was probably a story plot right there yep. but oh well it was too quiet so fuck it so fuck it um, take a look at this Gurry is what I was thinking of because it was in the X-Wing game I remember Gurry was a human replica droid designed to be an almost perfect replica of a human female this looks like something out of Star Trek in the 90s oh yeah and it hurts at least so, they built, built a smoke show if it, <laughs> it's a smoke show droid. <laughs> you know what's funny is the the Guri under under the actual picture, the eye looks kind of blurry, so it just looks like it's girl, girl. Just spelled with a U. Shit, girl. Shit, girl. You look fine, you droid ass bitch. <laughs> Lando Calrissian after meeting with Guri. Oh, Jesus! Now he's he's still banging, even in he, Legends. Yeah, you didn't have yeah. Lando was too into that. Man, she's a smooth piece of work. <laughs> what is this? You could stack ice cubes on her head and they wouldn't melt. Unarmed unless she was hiding a weapon somewhere I couldn't spot it. You know he could have spotted every area of her. Very attractive too, but there's something spooky about her. Yeah, because she's a droid. She's not real, Lando. Spooky in a sexy way is what you mean, Lando. You might give it away when she's beeping at you like R2. <laughs> <laughs> this, this girl's got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gurry is a smoke show. That's, that's uh, really the takeaway. We ravenous. need um we should create a little Cliff's Notes guide to Rogue Squadron where there's like what are the what are the important notes for every episode? This one, Gurry is a smoke show. Gurry. <laughs> Lando bangs computers. Uh Pentium. <laughs> <laughs> Pentium. 
That's such a deep cut. I haven't heard that word since 1999. <laughs> I know. I, was, I went back. I had to go to a Weird oh Al song. God. I had to go to a Weird Al song and go all the way back there. Pentium oh. Plus on the gateway. Lando's all about it. It's all about the Pentiums, baby. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Love it. Yeah. Speaking of Weird Al, I watched UHF last night. Oh, geez. I went home and watched it. It was so short. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, that's nice. It was a good watch. But yeah, I was joking with you yesterday. I was like, I have a list of movies and I'm just going to watch UHF. You realize that? And I didn't even expect you to watch UHF. I don't regret it. It's good for your soul a little bit. It is. It cheers me up. Not that I was change. in a bad mood. You have changed. You have changed. <laughs> Some of those raunchy people they threw in that movie are like, okay. okay. Yeah. I, lo- I looked up a... I learned a new fact because I was looking at the surroundings and the city and the buildings. And I was like, where the hell did they film this thing? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and they filmed it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, I, uh, the weird shit you come across on YouTube. I watched <laughs> this guy go to the filming spot for the TV station. And he U62? like, walked, yeah, he walked through the, uh, the parking lot and all that. <sighs> But I'm going to have to ear- earmark that in my YouTube recommendations. Very weird stuff. Okay, Star Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's weird. UHF, come on, man. Weird Al has talked about so much uh, of Star Wars and all of his songs that by association, it's included in the Star Wars repertoire. Come on. Would you appreciate an animated series of Luke's Jedi School that would include Grogu and maybe a young Ben? I prefer live action, but... right. Yeah, I would rather have it animated than not have it at all. I think that would be a nice medium, though, for like a Jedi school and for Grogu to for them to expand on Grogu and especially to see young Ben like to cast a young Ben and then have Grogu as a puppet. You can do a lot more in a in a cartoon series with floating apples and pears and it, dude, if Grogu doesn't learn how to float a pair, is he even a Jedi? Let's come on. Um, yeah, Grogu is easy when he's a baby and he's just like being carried everywhere. Yeah. If he's going to be trained and he has to like move objects and maybe start using the training lightsaber, that makes it a little more difficult. Yeah. No, it was just that was kind of a quick thing because I know Luke's Jedi school is something that we've continued. Uh, we've wanted to see. Honestly, that's like my main, yeah, that's my main request from new storylines. And just those seeds to be planted in uh, Ben to maybe have him doubt the Jedi or his uncle or even his father. Like, uh, just to see those planted throughout Mm -hmm. uh, some type of series would be really nice. The other thing is we could see a young Leia and a young badass Leia that we've never seen before. I think that's the biggest downfall of Carrie being gone because I think a Leia series at least having Leia being involved in some type of series would be perfect but uh, obviously that's not an option anymore yeah well remember she was only in it for like a very brief amount of time before she was like yo this isn't for me I'm just gonna go enact change at a higher level instead of being a foot soldier for the light side yeah that's a direct quote That would be interesting. I think, um, yes, animated would make that better. Ben Solo, young casting, I think would be interesting. Definitely possible. It gets dicey when it it comes to Luke. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Animated would just be easier. You can have... I think Mark Hamill's voice is still great, that he could probably voice his own, himself. Yeah, but they can't afford to pay him for an entire cartoon series. You don't think he's up for it? He seems like such a giddy person that he's just like, yeah, just pay me what everybody else is getting paid and fuck it, because I, I don't ever have to work again if I don't want to. Already, so at this yeah. point, I really do feel like he's just doing fun stuff just because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I can't. I, obviously, I, I just theorizing about Mark Hamill, but... That's what he seems like. He seems like just a kind of like, I don't know, you never have to work again. I'll just do some Star Wars stuff here and there. And fuck it. Yeah, and that weird uh, Viking thing he did, which I don't think, I didn't see. He was in some Viking movie or Viking series. God, I hope I never see that. He looked actually like a fucking true savage. Uh, I'll have to pull up the IMDb. Vikings on, on Naboo? <laughs> on Naboo, what? Mark Hamill. Um... Yeah, I mean, his voice sounded good in Mandalorian. And I know they retouched his face. They, they can't do that shit for, you know, too many episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. But I think if they were to go, if he didn't want to sign on for a whole series and they had to recast his voice anyways, then it would be worth it to recast him in live action. But honestly, I guess I would vote for Cartoon because it seems to be taking them so damn long to do anything in live action that I would, I would <laughs> rather a, have it be a cartoon and come out sooner than have to that's, wait. That's another very valid point. Yeah. Um, dude, it, they could make a very Whoa. serious and dramatic cartoon. Yeah. They could make a, a Mando-esque cartoon. It doesn't have to be childish. Yeah, I feel like they—that's one opportunity that has been left on the table. Every time that Cad Bane shows up on screen, it feels like a different series. Whether he's in Clone Wars or he's in uh, Bad Batch, whenever he shows up, it's like, oh, shit's getting real. I'm excited because something's gonna happen. Cad Bane doesn't fuck around, so they're not gonna do an, yeah. a kind of a side plot, even though it almost is. At least there's stakes um, around. It, yeah. It, but it draws your attention, and it's like, oh, this is what I wanted to see. Why did I have to wait? Eight, well, we'll get to that. And um, that's the that's the other thing that, like, for him to be involved, just as a character, that buildup. He, like, he's not going to just do any mission. Make right. it worth my fucking while, because I'm the best there is. Yeah. And that's probably how he thinks. So when he does show up on screen, we're like, oh, shit, something's happening. <laughs> exactly. But that's what I want. Like, I, every time I see young Ben show up on screen in this fake series we're making up it's like oh shit we're gonna see some pissed off angst he's gonna be listening to green day and just raging dude pissed off angst like what else do you want out of a jedi yes yes can you really get true pissed off angst in a cartoon i think so all right i got two things for you one is i found that mark hamill series it's called nightfall and i think it ended up getting bad ratings unfortunately but it looks pretty cool he looks like a dwarf, like a tall dwarf. Well, he's got crusader armor on, man. It looks fucking awesome. Look at him. It's like yeah. Luke Skywalker on the dark side. He just looks like Gandalf Skywalker. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a valid point. Gandalf Skywalker sounds like the crossover that I didn't know I needed. Luke the White. 
Um, the other thing I saw as I was going through his IMDb is that there is a revival of Masters of the Universe, and he is voicing Skeletor. <laughs> and that is so exciting to me, even though I never really watched that because it was... Now we're going to have to. It was a little too 80s, but Mark Hamill as Skeletor, now I definitely want to see it. <laughs> Man, speaking of 80s, there's there was a whole feel to the 80s. I, I was going through a lot of 80s movies. Um, man, I don't know even what I like mean by that, but just some of the movies that I, I was looking at buying some movies and uh, God, oh, fuck, I can't even remember which one I pulled the trigger on. Um, but you go back and like, if you click on Groundhog's Day and then you see the suggested stuff and you go back into the 80s and there's such like a, like almost like a cookie cutter feeling or storyline that if, if it's in the 80s it's going to be this yeah. and uh, it's a very weird weird time I felt like the 90s were very quirky and they, they started pushing the stuff but 80s was like very cookie cutter like movies got to be under hour and a half it's got to have a good guy and a get, bad guy and yeah. we're, we only film it during the day so <laughs> go <laughs> daytime scenes only there was a lot until of rules. Terminator came along I guess yeah that's why it was groundbreaking oh shit this scene's at night there's a lot of 80s stuff that I remember. I feel like when I was in the early 2000s and they were bringing some of that stuff back onto Cartoon Network, like the old Johnny Quest and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like that- I remember seeing it, but I never paid it. I never watched it. I've never watched Johnny Quest or Thundercats or He-Man or any of that stuff. So Johnny Quest is a lot older than you think then. Uh, Johnny Quest, I think, was 60s. Oh, shit. But um, yeah, you're getting there with the He-Man and Thundercats and never watched Thundercats. Masters of the Universe and that is He-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I know of He-Man, but I never watched it. But think, just look at Thundercats. Look how ridiculous that is. Yeah, and Voltron. I, even, I never watched Voltron. I don't even know what the enemies of Thundercats were. Dogs, obviously. Rain. Lightning. Lightning dogs. Lightning dogs. Thundercats. <laughs> Swordfish. What, what defeats thunder? Ground. Ground attacks. Yes. Ground Tropical, dogs. tropical earthquakes. Groundhogs are the enemies of Thundercats. <laughs> Groundhogs. They absorb the yeah. They absorb the thunder. Can't fuck with it. Oh yeah. Funko is over here. Said I said Funko. My bad. How could anyone not watch He Man? I don't know. It's not really. It wasn't on Nickelodeon back in the day. So. Yeah, that that's uh, that's where my age and nostalgia end. Yeah. You get into that like mid '80s, and it's very very spotty for me. Yeah, um, like even even the stuff that I did watch, it was I had to like almost force myself. Like you go back to the old Scooby Doo's and that sort of thing, and it's like, yeah. Unless it's the Batman Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, exactly. didn't fuck with it really. Exactly. No, there, and I, I do feel like from like nineteen. 19- 65 to 85 there was just a style of cartoon so yep josie and the pussy cats you're like what am oh, i even yeah. watching i forgot about that jesus maybe i should maybe we should go and do a little uh commentary to poking trash. around back there yeah poking like, around back there <laughs> give me give us like a couple episodes from each of those main cartoons and we'll go and see if it itches a scritch at all oh yeah it'll It'll do it. Um, so on this Masters of the Universe revival. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
We but, should go back and do the old Batman, the very the Batman series from the sixties. Uh, I'm sure no. that's horrendous. Dude, you know one of those shattered glass moments where like something is nostalgic and you think it was amazing and then you watch it and it's awful. Mm-hmm. I think I told you when I signed up for HBO Max last year, the um, Batman. What's the name of it? The oh, Batman the animated series. Oh yeah, is on there and yeah. it's just. It was hurting, so I can't imagine how that '60s Batman series would Dude, be if I didn't like that. <laughs> the intro, the intro theme is the best part of that show. Like, <laughs> na, 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 and he's floating around. He just sees shadows moving, and then there's just thugs on top of roofs, and they're like, "Where is he?" And then, and then, and then, and then, and then the show starts. Like, Half of the shots of Batman is just pointy ears, all black, and two white eyes that are just like squinting at you, like he's about to fucking take you out. I wonder if it doesn't get better. I, I watched, I think, the first two two episodes of the first season. So I wonder if it doesn't ramp up because I'm I sure. Feel like, I feel like once um, Joker gets involved or Harley Quinn, it's got to get good. Even if it's bad, you know, at least if they're involved, it's got to be decent. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Mark Hamill, you know, is voice actor. Maybe I should look up, like, you know, top 20 episodes and just watch those. True. True. Um, sorry. Last thing on this Masters of the Universe before we can move on. But as I was going to see Mark Hamill and the cast listing, like, there's killers in here. Kevin Conroy, who's like one of the, is the classic Batman voice, is in it. Yep. Um, Davos from Game of Thrones. Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones, Justin Long, Henry Rollins, Jason Mewes, Mark Hamill. There's some savages in this. I'm going to have to watch it. Mm. Creator, Kevin Smith. Oh, shit. (laughs) 50-50. I'm 50-50 on Kevin Smith. Strong 50-50. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll see. But the, the stuff la- that the- he does, the, the stuff that I do like from him is usually very good. It's not. It's not like ah, oh, that was all right. It's usually very good. Or I'm like this. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and the last Jane Saw and Bob thing was cringe. So this one is bound to be good. I bet he will be back on Joe Rogan soon to promote it. <laughs> that's the that's that's how you do it. Pressure. We got to get on his podcast to promote our podcast. Guys, go listen to Rogue Squadron. Do it. Best podcast you've never heard of. Uh, I have a uh, I have a quote from episode two. I watched episode two recently. Uh, so this uh, we'll, we'll kind of deep dive right here, uh, and then we'll Let's get into the Bad Batch, which we, I think we, we'll have some catching up to do with like the past three Bad Batch episodes. But uh, so I, I was watching episode two and actually paying attention. Um. Anakin slaughters everybody. He's on Tatooine. Padme's with him. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling about Obi-Wan and blah, blah, blah. He's holding me back. And this quote uh, really hit me. Uh, he's getting pissed, and, and Padme kind of sits next to him and says, to be angry is to be human. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm a Jedi. I'm better than that. Yep. And it's like, oh, come on. You can be... Both, right? That's the issue with the Jedi. They're not, they don't see themselves as humans. Well, let's just call them sentient beings because obviously <laughs> you can be a Jedi and be a non human. But yeah, yeah. Um, they're they taking the humanity part out of the, the Jedi and they're, they're expecting to be better. And 
Like, I can't feel yep. emotions. I'm better than that. And Well, and Anakin has it double because not only is the Jedi training tell you that you're supposed to be above all that stuff, but he's been told he's the chosen one since he was nine, and he's supposed to be like a god among Jedi who are already gods. Yeah. Yeah. This is, he's got a walking Anakin complex. He's the god of gods. That's, that's Anakin's curse and blessing. He can slaughter them all. Yeah, Almost that was all the, of them. Uh, that was the one big thing that like i i don't think i ever heard her say that i don't know why i watched the movies over and over but that that's the first time because i was so wrapped up when when he was getting pissed and oh he wants a trash bag and i don't like this <laughs> shit and... she has some good lines though when he's bitching about obi-wan yeah she dishes back some wisdom at him but yeah, yeah that's you, a good one you can you can see how they work together really well um the other part was obviously, until he chokes her and she dies yeah oh, oh yeah i forgot about that um the other big thing that is a glaring open door that I'm honestly surprised they kept it in the movie was the Dooku Obi-Wan scene when Obi-Wan's in those energy <laughs> bindings or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And and Dooku literally tells him the entire plot of the the movie. They he tells him Sidious is behind it all that he I mean literally tells Obi-Wan the entire fucking thing. And the Jedi still can't figure it out. What the fuck? Um, but the biggest thing I thought was, first of all, I loved them talking about Qui-Gon yep. together. Um, and that was great. But I can't believe that Dooku literally tried to recruit Obi-Wan to defeat Sidious. He says, join me and together we will take out Darth Sidious. And I just thought to myself... Okay, let's go down this road. Let's, let's say Obi-Wan's like, you know what? You're making a lot of fucking sense. And I do feel like Obi-Wan does feel like the squabbling of the Jedi is diluting the the goodness they can uh, do. He joins them. My thought was immediately Anakin would probably already fall to the dark side. Without Obi-Wan, Anakin's just going to crumble to pieces. <laughs> And and or uh, Sidious is actually going to use that as fuel, right? Like, look, Obi Wan left you, didn't he? Oh, you got to join me now, <laughs> right? The Jedi I, are so, bitches. So I do think it wouldn't change anything about Vader slash Anakin, dude. What what you just said said though would be a fucking savage pairing. Dooku recruits Obi Wan to take Sidious down, and Sidious to try to defend himself recruits Anakin because of his hatred. And, and there's a way. To to oh yeah, and there's a way to yeah twist it all into, because dude, Anakin and, and and I'm sorry, Obi Wan and Dooku are a very formidable. Fuck duo. yeah, dude! And if the Jedi heard of Obi Wan jumping and Anakin going to the dark side, I feel like the Jedi would just crumble. And oh yeah, or, and or Palpatine would obviously twist everything to make the Jedi look like they're failing or something. So they'd, they'd become, be shook. Yeah. They'd, they'd become enemies of the state regardless. Yeah. But imagine like at the deep, the deep layers of that in the Jedi ranks, like if some youngling hears that Obi-Wan fell to the dark side, they'd be like, Oh man, he fell. We're all fucked. Obi -Wan, if, he, if he can't keep it straight, like we're all screwed. Well, I do. I do feel like everybody thought that about Anakin. It's impossible for him to fall to the dark side. He's the chosen one. Yeah. And with Obi-Wan at his side, probably the number one best Jedi of all time, head-wise, because he's so headstrong. He's out there doing it, and he keeps his cool.
He's real good head-wise. Uh, he is head good. <laughs> that was a two-tone burp. <laughs> yeah. I that was a two-tone. You um, got that, like, uh, what's that, like, Tibetan monk throat singing thing the where they can singing. sing multiple tones? Yeah, yeah. Have we talked about that? I'm oh, having yeah. a time warp. I'm having deja vu. <laughs> what is? Where are you, right? What happened? <laughs> um, um, so that's one of the early signs of why I liked Dooku. Because when he has that conversation with Obi-Wan, he's like, He's leading the Separatists. He believes the Jedi are fundamentally screwed. And it's like, is he evil or is he using the dark side to gain power so he can enact change at a higher level? That's where you start to, you know, think of Dooku in a slightly different light. See, I'm wondering how, if we play play this out, it's like, it's like three parties prying for power. We've got Obi-Wan and Dooku. Then we would have Sidious and Anakin, mm-hmm. and we'd have probably Yoda and Mace. And those, depending on how that, dude, <laughs> you know how this would work out is Sidious would pit Mace and Yoda against Obi Wan and Dooku, somehow, some way. And he would just sit in the back the way that Shizor is looking right now, and just be like, <laughs> yeah, he would literally just be like, and he'd use the. Uh, the Republic. He'd call him out and be like, to end this war, we need to kill, obviously, Obi-Wan and Dooku now. Mace and Yoda, go fucking take care of them. Yep. And and Yoda could nearly escape alive. Obi-Wan could nearly escape alive. Dude, there'd be so much scarring though. That'd be so cool if we if we really, truly play this out and Obi-Wan like kind of gets to Tatooine and still raises Luke. But he's still kind of scarred because he turned his back on the Jedi. But he knows what. He's trying to keep keep everything right because the Jedi were failing. Mm-hmm. So he left. Now he's got to raise a Jedi with Luke. Do you, are you following me? Kind of. Yeah. Raise him I'm, totally different than everyone else, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's almost to to train Luke as a Jedi properly. Right. So he doesn't get clouded like the failing Jedi of the past. Ah, but what's proper anymore? Exactly. Then you raise him one way, and then Luke ends up killing Vader, and then he's like, that wasn't right at all. I'm going to do it this way. And then he ends up with his temple destroyed, and Kylo Ren's on the dark side, and now he's like, well, that was totally wrong as well. Let me change change modes again. Mm-hmm. What's the pedagogy for Jedi training, really? What is that word? I think pedagogy is like <laughs> you just use the word. <laughs> I don't. Uh, let me let me look it up real quick. I only know it because it it's a it was big in music, so I only know it from college. But I believe it is like the way that you go about teaching a profession or like a, an expert. Like there is like piano pedagogy, so it's like how do you pe- teach piano to people so that it's correct? It's the pedigree of the pedagogy. Pedi pedagogy pedagogus. Had, uh, I'll tell you right now, actually, because I have Google. The method yeah. and practice of teaching. Ha ha! Smarter than I thought I was. Sometimes you just say things, talk yourself into it, you go to Google. The dictionary, the FBI has been listening. They updated the dictionary to to know what it's supposed to be. There you go. Dooku, that's a classic bad guy in a movie scene, though. It's like you guys are so fucked, I'm telling you the whole plan, and you still can't even and figure it out. And you're still going to fucking <laughs> fail. I love those scenes. It's How when the good f- guys are just, the bad guys are so confident. Well, not only that, but the good guys are so blinded. 
Like, Obi-Wan is told. Why did we have to wait till episode three for Anakin to find out? I know they still didn't know that Palpatine was Sidious, but if, if Obi-Wan goes to Yoda post episode two and says, look, Dooku told us this, told me this, I guess from a certain point of view, Yoda is going to be like, those are all lies. Right. That's a classic trope, though. You know, the good, yeah. the bad guys are in such a good spot. They can tell you the whole plot and they'll be like, that's so unbelievable that like, no, come on, man. Thundercats are involved. What? Thundercats are involved. We have to get He-Man to stop them, and then Batman's coming to fucking screw everything up. <laughs> Optimus Prime. He's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's another of the 80s ones. I don't know if you mentioned that. I I saw Beast Wars when we were young, but I never saw the original Transformers cartoon. Me neither. I know. I know. It's 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 really dating us and dating that those those series. that It's dating us younger, and- though. That's what I'm saying. It's dating us younger. It's anti-dating us. It's it's putting us in the, in the 90s hardcore. Hardcore 90s, bro. I like Dooku a lot. Thanks for bringing that up. I forgot how much I like Dooku. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he did more. I mean, to be honest, he's like introduced in episode two and dies first thing episode three. So he's like, here I am. I did some stuff. Oh, shit my hands and my head <laughs> <laughs> my head <laughs> i got a migraine i can't be- migraine. also i can't believe they beheaded someone in a star wars movie there was actually a few moments in the bad batch these last few episodes that i was like oh damn he like sniped someone in the head that's pretty dark for a cartoon <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah all of dooku's development comes in those books and in the clone wars obviously how do you feel about the revolving door? We'll, we'll get to Bad Batch. Sorry, guys. but We will not f- get to the Bad Batch at how all. You f- how do you feel about the revolving door of bad guys in the uh, prequels? Well, yeah, it's an age-old complaint about the prequels, isn't it? Maul should have been the bad guy the whole time because he was just because he looked cool, right? But I think before they bring him back in the cartoon, knowing uh, without knowing that, I think it makes sense. Maul was an assassin and he, he lost. He wasn't like he was never I don't think Palpatine was ever grooming Maul to take over. No, absolutely not. So Either. from that point of view, like he can kind of skirt the line of the um or the rule of the two Siths without really breaking it. Yeah. Because he's he was just like a, but he was a force sensitive assassin. He wasn't right. a Sith. But obviously he's gonna tell him, Oh yeah, you're you're learning the Sith ways. Right. It, and then that becomes fuel for Maul down the line, which makes him better. So that's cool. Um, even though I still hate that they brought him back at all. <laughs> but I think it's okay. Um, it's rough because it's one of those things where it needs... If you watch the movie, it needs the books and the cartoons to solidify it, which is always a little bit sketchy, especially with Grievous as well. Like, he just pops up. It's like, oh, he's he's in charge. Well, what the... This has been going on for three years. I know. In charge? I completely agree. It is one of those things that... Uh, it's almost like episode six... Where you just jump into a movie and you're like, why are we on Tatooine? How did Luke and Leia and Lando and Chewie and Han and Boba Fett? But at least that one is set up. It's like, I'm going to capture Han and I'm taking him to my boss because I've been paid for it. Yeah, I guess I guess my... Uh, More well, than Grievous was, at least. After finishing uh, Shadows of the Empire... Uh, there's a much longer 
plot of time that Luke and Leia are on Tatooine. Um, yeah, because he builds his lightsaber in the deleted scene. And then don't they take some time like figuring out where Jabba's palace is and doing some plotting and Leia has to get that armor from don't they like kill a bounty hunter and take his armor? Yeah. Well, here we go. Luke and Leia end up on Tatooine. Luke had performed a this is such simple 90 stuff. Luke had performed a Jedi mind trick to to the guard of a circus tent <laughs> and practices his, uh, his abilities on the acrobat string oh. while, while contemplating his training with Yoda. So Is, is Two-Face involved in that? And, uh, and Robin? No. <laughs> he picks up Robin as an apprentice? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. This is on Wikipedia for Shadows of the Empire. Um, <laughs> but so he's literally practicing his Jedi training from what he learned from Yoda in a circus tent on Tatooine. How do you practice Jedi mind tricks? You just have to go around to people like, oh, this is actually only cost one dollar. This pen is blue. <laughs> Your clothes are red. Your clothes are red. Uh, and then it continues. Uh, let's see. Oh, they're. Training. Oh, so he's, he's training to meet up with Vader eventually again. Uh, Leia sleeps oh, yeah. inside Ben Kenobi's hut and has a nightmare, uh, remembering the last capture of Han and their last kiss. Uh, it continues. Here are a couple things down here. You know, it would have been better is if she had a nightmare about her father, since there's so much probably force energy in that hut because Obi Wan lived there for 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Luke in Kenobi's hut attempts to construct a new lightsaber following a book left for him by Ben. So Ben literally left Jedi scripts in his hut for Luke. The eight sacred Jedi texts. He left Jedi texts in his hut on Tatooine after they left Tatooine. Why wouldn't you bring those books with you? Because he couldn't. They were just going to take the droid. He probably assumed he was coming back. You can't carry everything. R2 only has so many I compartments. I can't carry everything. It's not like a RPG where you could just have unlimited shit with you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they're going to pull that from uh, for Kenobi. Like if he had all that. I mean, I don't know. how. Sometimes they go deep. And they're like, oh, somebody mentioned this in a comic that was never released. We're going to use that for a whole new show. Like maybe they could pull. Maybe part of Kenobi's thing is leaving tattooing to protect Jedi artifacts or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, from this, from these paragraphs here, it's make, it makes it sound like Luke and Leia were on Tatooine, Luke training for a while and building a lightsaber, seemingly for maybe a couple months mm-hmm. prior to Jabba's palace. I wonder how many failed lightsabers he had to build before he got it right. <laughs> well, also, I feel like if he's Sleeping in Obi Wan's bed, he he's going to be visited by Obi Wan quite often. His essence is quite strong. <laughs> you say Luke is going to be visited in bed by Obi Wan on a on a regular basis. I'm just assuming it's part of your training, Luke. <laughs> this is all part of your training. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know we we recently kind of went back and forth. Uh, we talked about Obi Wan's tent or hut. You're mixing Obi- Obi-Wan with the circus now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I didn't know Obi-Wan's neighbors were a fucking traveling circus, so... I didn't know that. Oh, my God. 
I that know, would fit, that that would fit, traveling that would fit nicely. That would fit very nicely because Obi-Wan could be a part of the traveling circus. He'd be you an think... undercover Jedi. He'd be like, hey, look at this freak can make pear float. <laughs> you think uh, they had an elephant involved and then we're going to get some Disney crossover? With Dumbo? Yeah. Yeah, Dumbo and the Dangatangs. The next, that's part two. I think Danny DeVito was in the new Dumbo movie, <coughs> and he also played the Penguin. And Joker's also a bad guy, and Mark Hamill voiced the Joker. And now it's all for full circle. Boom, done. We just went from Star Wars to Dumbo to Batman and back to Star Wars. <laughs> During the fight, Geary. Wow, she is in this. I must have missed it. What the hot ass android girl? How yeah. did you miss that? I know I didn't see it. I don't know how. Uh, Star Wars Explained kind of opened my eye. Even after playing this game, there's a lot left on the table for this. I didn't realize Shadows of the Empire was like a soft reboot for the entire Star Wars. They had a comic series. They had books. I've talked about they this had... so many times. You did? Yes. As soon as you started playing it, I was like. That's cool. I've never actually played it. I'm going to watch this video. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's actually three books and a comic series and the game. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't know how deep it went because I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that it was supposed to be like a soft relaunch of Star Wars. And it just never stuck because they were they were planning. And even Lucas uh, mentioned that he would be interested in doing a Shadows of the Empire movie series or not movie series, but movies. Yeah. Um, so I was, it, it, they just never pulled the trigger, and I'm assuming they started planning for episode one in the meantime, and they, he just chose one or the other. Right. So, no, it's it's pretty cool. It, I don't, I'm glad they went with episode one over Shadows of the Empire because I'm tired of Luke and Leia, but any Star Wars is good Star Wars. So, yeah. And Shizor is another one of those well, characters, like you is said, it with, though? Wow. Perhaps. We spent the past, like, 60 episodes saying that maybe that's not the case. Maybe we're wrong. Huh. Yeah. wonder what it was like back then. Thinking Star Wars was dead and then they come back with a non-movie thing. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think... I don't know. I feel like the movies are kind of the core. Do you feel that way? I mean, I think factually that's true, but like, do you feel as a fan... When there isn't movies, that there's something missing. Yes, absolutely. Star Wait. Wars is movies for me. You know what the the second in line is? Is video games. Video games, and we don't get have that either. So it's yeah. and third in line is the novels, which have been lackluster so far. So yeah, I'm kind of left out to I, well, and you know, we do have to make wedge in the the series. Oh. Somewhere in there, wedge. Uh, um, but you know what I'm saying, like with those, even that being a new media of Star Wars, it has been movies, books, and games. And without those three, it's hard to wrap my head around. Hey, I'm excited for Star Wars stuff. Yeah, but we do have series. I mean, the Bad Batch is fine. Well, I it's feel like, like live action series could kind of tide me over, but it just. So damn long to put them out. It's driving me nuts. Oh, yeah. Shinobi's over here with 
insider information. He says a Star Wars renaissance is coming very soon. Uh-oh. Yeah, all right. I'm hey, I'm I'm all ears over here. I won't say no to it. Well, and they they did do um, Star Wars Visions. Did you see that little uh, snippet? Of, uh, uh, I knew there was something new released that I missed. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, we'll wait because I I need to rewatch it. I'm not even sure I watched the whole thing. Unfortunately, it was kind of in between doing other shit. But yeah, we'll we'll hold off on kind of our comments okay. on it. I'm cool. With um, that. It's fine. All right. All right. Um, yeah, sorry. I was just I was catching up on Bad Batch. I watched three episodes today in a row, and I was thinking like they're starting to get better. Well, they were for a second, and then they kind of changed their mind. Um, <laughs> but I was Wait, thinking you didn't like, like the Ryloth stuff. You didn't. You weren't into it. It was okay. I mean, planting seeds to tie into one of the other series, I think, is okay. Um, I started thinking. Is it bad that the m- things that get me most excited in this show are when they bring back things from other areas? And then I started thinking, like, well, if they have 20 episodes in a series, they have to fill the time with something. And then I started thinking, like, maybe that's why I like the movie so much, because it's just two hours, and they have time to do all killer, no filler, you know? I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree, and that is the downfall of series, that it is one storyline. Regardless of how you want to look at it, it, we're doing A to B. Right. It's just how we get from A to B. Right. So in a series, they have to fill the time. Um, fortunately, now that Disney Plus is a thing, there is no like time limit. They can do really short episodes. Right. Uh, which is uh, definitely a bonus. So they don't have to draw it out to an hour or 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, I just... I agree. I think movies hold more weight. I think they're more dramatic. I think there is much more of a shock factor that there is no planning, plotting ahead of time. There's no buildup. It's just boom, punch right. to the face. This is your story, and you're you're going to learn about these handful of characters. Go. And Whereas before COVID, you had the whole joint experience of seeing it for the first time together, which I think in the theater seeing the movie. That adds to the impact, whether it's good or bad, compared to, you know, we are all kind of waiting for, you know, 3 a.m. to roll around so we can watch the season premiere of The Mandalorian, but it's not quite the same as all being there together. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And now they're going to have this, you know, at-home premiere of new movies for a while. I think that's going to become a thing. I don't know if you saw that's partly how Black Widow is being promoted. And the new Cruella, 101 Dalmatians live action thing with Emma Stone. It's like pay extra for Disney Plus premiere and watch the... And when, I'll, I'll do that for Black Widow in the next week $30? Or so. Well, by the, time, by the time I go to the movies with Nina, that's 30 bucks, And then you buy popcorn and Coke and it's 50 bucks. You're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you do get more out of a theater watch. So that's why you're spending $30. I do miss my goddamn popcorn. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, and just the setting. You get it's all there's no interruptions. Yep. It's all this, all in front of you. Now yes. if you watch it at home, you're like, "God damn it. I got to piss." Which well, doesn't now, happen. Now now we're there. changing <laughs> diapers and and shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't think thirty dollars is outrageous, but I'm I most likely will just wait. Isn't that weird? The perception though, the perception of like you know 
I'm already paying eight for Disney Plus. Why would I pay 30 to see this movie? But if Black Widow was in theaters, like, well, I think it is. But I would easily go and pay 60 bucks and see it and drive there and park, buy two tickets, popcorn, drinks, all that stuff. And you don't necessarily think that it's um, that it's less value. It, it, it is less value. Yeah. Sitting at home is less value to me. I don't have the sound system. I don't have that screen. I don't have the no interruptions. I don't have the theater seating. I don't have... But correct me if I'm wrong, you pay for the premiere for a month and you could watch any of those new movies that are coming out, right? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was literally you pay for the premiere of one movie. Uh, $30 for Black Widow. (laughs) I could be wrong. I still think it's worth it for certain movies. Well, Well, no, I lied. Now that COVID's over, fuck it. I'm going to movies. Exactly. I, t- I f- kind of forget sometimes. It was such a goddamn pain in the ass for so long. I forgot I can just go to the movies now. Options there are. Yeah. All right, Bad Batch, go. Yeah. We got into some more interesting <laughs> territory. We learned, uh, confirmed who Omega is, which I think after the initial, like, oh, could she be a Palpatine thing, died down. We're yeah. like, obviously, it's just, you know, unaltered Django Fett. So that was good. It's, it's it's a nice touch. Uh, it landed fine for me. Uh, I am a little more interested in her. The bad thing is, I'm not the biggest diehard Boba Fett fan. So like him having a blood sister is like, okay, like sure, why not? It's not like, oh my god, what's gonna happen now? Where are they ever gonna meet? Like I don't, I don't really care to be honest. I do, I do care about the effect she's gonna have on the galaxy now. Yeah, is what kind of more like the character herself is fine, but uh, you know people are vying for her blood. Um, well, Conway you know, yeah. died over yeah. Protector, which was a perfect sacrificial was, death. Yep, that was intense. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, there's a couple layers there, so I think we're gonna have this yin and yang between Boba Fett and Omega. Yeah, that's my because assumption. They're the same DNA. So that means they're both have the potential to be savages, but you have Boba Fett who gets raised to be a killer, watches his dad die, and then gets raised by bounty hunters after that. And then you have Omega who stayed on Kamino, and now she's getting, I mean, the clones are also trained killers, but you know, they're a nice gang. They're more like a family. They're trying to teach her, you know, right from wrong. And she's going to get raised, you know, light side essentially. So we're going to have dark side and light side Django Fett's. Are they yeah. going to meet? Are they going to fight each other? Is Omega going to show up in, Man- in Book of Boba Fett? I think so. I tell you what, though. The the great <clears throat> circle come around of, of, of this whole storyline would be, yeah, light side, dark side, complete opposite characters, and they come together in the Mandalorian culture, overtaking or retaking Malachor, or is it Ma- Mal- Mandalore 5? I, I always mess it up. The Malachorians, yes. The Malachites. The Malachorian. The Machalorian. The Machiavellians. Is it Malachor? Malachor 5? No, it's Mandalore. Mandalore? Where's What's Malachor? Is that uh, a racing? Like, the name came from KOTOR 2, but it was in Rebels where Ezra meets Maul and Ahsoka and Vader fight. 
Malachor Five. Malachor was a rocky, hellish wasteland. Yeah, they changed it. They took the name and they changed it. Okay, Malachor Five. So anyways, just Mandalore. That's the planet. So they're retaking Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about them pulling old storylines and making them canon. And my prediction was there was a storyline in Legacy of the Force where Boba Fett learns he has a daughter and tracks her down. Yep. And is also trying to reverse his <clears throat> clone aging and not die. I think they're going to maybe pull that with Omega and he gets a hint that he has, that there's sister. another Jango Fett clone a and sister. tries to hunt her down. You a have twin a twin sister. sister. Now Obi-Wan's failure. It would be Obi-Wan. Now Tonway's failure is complete. Um, yeah, so I think that could be really interesting at the end of the day. Yeah, again, I'm. it's fine. It's fine. It landed fine for me. You know, she was important. Eh, kind of. Well, we haven't finished the season yet. We don't know how important That's she is. That's very or true. Not. She can become more important. Um, I'm going to head on IMDb really quick and see if there's a planned season two for this or not. Episode guide. It doesn't season, say yet. Season two for Bad Batch, you're saying? Yeah, I was just wondering if this run of 16 is going to be it. And well, I think it is. With uh, everything, all the plants, all the seeds being planted. <laughs> all the plants, uh, all the I, animals. I, this is more of a very hardcore connection between Clone Wars and Rebels. This is like a prequel to it, Rebels. Like a, like a bridge, yeah, in between the yeah, two. Yeah, because obviously we've seen Kanan, and now we've seen Hera. Yes, we have. Spoilers, so, kind of, not really. And Chopper. Yeah, we, we, Chopper, we've only got dude. two. We got like two people left, and we've got the whole fucking crew. Chopper needs to get smashed. That's how he sounds to me. So much. <laughs> you hate Chopper. He is know. very cartoonish. He 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 he's probably my least favorite next to BB-8, and and I do like BB-8, but they uh, the way they use BB-8 is very cartoonish to me. Do not put them in the same category, please. Oh, you're pissed. I am. BB-8 is way better so. than Chopper. I'll give you the whole commandeers the ATST. That was cringy beyond belief. But Chopper's cringier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see the start of the rebellion stuff. Uh, sometimes I feel like the idea that the rebellion takes like 18 years to get going is just so long. Well, I I'm a under the assumption that it probably tried to get going several times and the Empire snuffed it out. Killed people and... Yeah, it just seems like a very long span of time. Like, we're right after Order 66 and we're seeing the sparks and then obviously we know what happens in Rebels and things like that and then it's Rogue One, which is a day before A New Hope. That's when it really, really, really kicks off. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it takes so long. Yeah, no, I agree. Same but thing with the gotta, first Death Star. You, you it takes so up, long. You got to build up the uh, personnel for it. You got to change people's minds. They just got out of a war. Now people are like, we got to fight up against these fucking people. Yeah. Jesus, we just got done with war. Right. That's why like the Ryloth thing makes sense to me. Like, they're just tired of fighting. We'll just, we'll just do what the Empire says and people are like we can't do this and I'm like well well that's where yeah Palpatine had it right as far as his political maneuvers is like don't you guys want peace I mean we can solve all this we'll take care of you we'll keep you safe and security 
Yep. And some planets are like, yes. And other planets are a little more skeptical. I did think it was interesting. I can't remember the name of the planet. Not Ryloth. The episode before that. Where he was supposed to say, you know, everyone stand down. We're going to accept the Empire. And he decides not to. And then the droid hires them to rescue him. They're CIS. I thought that was interesting that it was a CIS planet. Because usually it's, you know, we're, we're against the CIS. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that they threw that in there. Yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've jumped around to uh, some planets, which is kind of nice. Um, and it doesn't feel like we're gathering our party along the way. So it feels <laughs> a little more fluid in right. the storytelling realm. Um, what did you think of uh, Fennec and uh, Cad Bane's fight? That was savage. That was savage. I think Fennec has done more in this than she did in The Mandalorian. She, you know what I, I'm, I'm connecting here is Fennec feels like the new Boba Fett. She, she doesn't have a big story. She doesn't do a lot, but the, when she is in it, it's like, oh man, something cool is going to happen. I feel like that's what happened with Boba Fett back in the day. He was in like two and a half scenes and he, he was a badass in them and then nothing else happened. And Fennec well, can, can play that character. Well, she has more of a story than Boba did, but yeah. Shots fired. Back in the day. Well, that's shots. I mean, a lot of shots. Laser blast. I blasted everyone with that one. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting that she can, yeah, she can be bloodthirsty when she needs to, just blast Tonway. But also, she's hired to protect Omega, but I feel like she also is kind of like, you know, you're a little kid and you're in over your head and Cad Bane's trying to take you out. Like, let me help you out. I feel like she's she's like right in that middle line, which she's is like I, a mercenary I love in the center. She's a mercenary slash big sister. Because so. Cad Bane's also a bounty hunter, <laughs> but he kind of seems like an asshole. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's a nat- he's naturally an asshole, and if he had his way, he'd probably just kill everything. Right. But he's got to make money, and some of these bounties they need alive. So right. he wants that extra twenty percent. Got to get the twenty. But Fennec would sacrifice the twenty percent to save someone. I, yeah. I feel so. It's an interesting. Especially because well, we are introduced to her in Mandalorian being totally ruthless. Well, no, she gets blasted in the stomach, doesn't she? Yeah, never mind. I take it back. Yeah, it's interesting. I like how she's playing out in the in the show. Her voice acting sounds great too. Yeah, I, I uh, it does feel like they're playing the bounty hunters against each other. That. The scum of the galaxy are are put into a situation they have to choose. Are you gonna do bounties the right way for the um, the empire, or halfway through the bounty are you gonna realize that you're fucking this whole galaxy up by doing their biddings, mm-hmm. and you're gonna change it or not fulfill it or you know do what you need to do, just like we saw Din Jaren. He, uh, he was kind of the, the spark of all that, but now, now we're seeing it kind of played out with other bounty hunters, which is cool. Yep. The scum of the galaxy is, is making the difference. So. Yeah. Yeah, in little inches here and there. Well, it's also nice, and it makes that connection that when we talk about uh, Han Solo, the smuggler, or... Um, uh, God damn it. Dash Rendar? Dash Rendar, thank you. It's, they're they're kind of along that, that line, but now obviously they've jumped one to one ship with the rebellion, and it's yep 
Even if you're faking your own goddamn death, Dash Rendar, you shitter. Well, uh, I feel like this is why I'm, I am still interested in the show. I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'm going to finish it. But the Bad Batch hasn't really landed anywhere quite yet. They sure. like, kind of run in with the Rebellion, and they know that you know the clones are kind of being against their will, indoctrinated into the Empire. They're obviously against that because they tried to kill them, but they haven't really said firmly planted in one side or the other yet. So you know, I'd like be, to see how that plays out. You know, it'd be savage if if they could somehow access the clone inhibitor chips and reverse it or disable yep. it. Yep. Wirelessly, you know, just Bluetooth connect to a clone and be like, disable, disable, boom, we're back. And then there's a, like a small uprising that has to that that's what forces all the clones to clear out because the Empire has to kill them all. Yep. Because. Uh, That'd be that'd be a cool little uprising. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. That'd be well, really- that was going to be another one of my predictions, and either an uprising or they just try to fucking get out of the way and just retire and stop being involved in war and stuff. Well, without that inhibitor chip, I do still think they 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 are soldiers. So I do think that they would just be clear minded. So now they would be able to make their own decisions, right? Which which is savage enough that maybe some of them would stick with the empire. Yeah, I mean That'd the way their the minds are the way their minds are twisted, and you know they are human, just like the or they are sentient beings. I keep saying human, but well, um, they are human, but yeah, yeah. I just yeah, it'd be fun. I'd mm-hmm. I'd love to see the clone uprising. That'd be a whole cool event that yeah, happening, happens between uh, episode three and four. Well, we have what four episodes, five episodes left, something. So dude, there's plenty of the way that they can speed up a storyline in just one episode and other episodes they kind of go backwards sometimes but they they can do a lot in the last five if they if they choose to oh absolutely um so during the fennec and uh cad bane fight on i just called it bespin light it was like (laughs) dude that's i was gonna say that as well it looked like well it looked like camino and things in the sky yeah so it was kind of like bespin but a little bit different technology and Did looked- you see those clone bodies in those tubes? Yes, dude. I was like, is that is that like Snoke again? That's what I thought as well. And then, dude, the one fell on top of Fennec Shan. That was yeah. so creepy. I was like, what? Yeah. No way. And it looked big enough to be like a testing facility for... How many times did they fuck up Snoke? I shouted Snoke and Nina was like, what are you talking about? How many Snokes are there? Is there more than one? Well, there's only one that worked, but yeah, there could be millions of like just failed bodies everywhere. That's f- on that's, different planets. That's raunchy, just rotting away, dead clone corpses. Because we still don't know why the prime minister wants Omega back. Because like he said something about wanting to get the DNA, so they still had yeah. were able to make more clones. But they made her and Boba. Obviously, they still have the DNA. It's like, why do they want her back? Well, because it's diluted, and Boba Fett's lost. They don't know where Boba Fett is. So she is the last true DNA that they have. And I think they, they even referred to it. Something happened to the original DNA. Oh, okay. I might have missed it. I, I swear they said that. Either that or it's been diluted or the original archives were destroyed somehow, some way that Boba Fett and, and Omega, which by the way, their call sign, Alpha. Alpha and Omega, I was like, yep. oh, I hate the poetry it hurts my mind yeah the episode before they said that i was just 
Omega. Oh, yeah, that's the end of the alphabet. So yep. maybe Boba Fett. And then they said it, and I was like, oh, man, why Dan. are you not hired by Disney? <laughs> Come on, Filoni, give me it's, a job. It's, yeah, it, it's great. Um, yeah, I just, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, it's mostly good. So the most recent, anything else about the, uh, the Cad Bane Fennec episode? Well, I thought the it looked like Camino and buildings and technology, but pretty worn down. It looked True. like there was like kind of like moss and grime and stuff everywhere, and some of the things were broken, like the satellite dish was broken. So I'm just curious, you know, what the hell they were doing there. I guess I assumed, you know, Camino and's water planet, that's where they're from. But maybe they just kind of found Camino and posted up for their cloning facility. We have no idea, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess they do. They are called Kaminoans. Um, so that was interesting. I saw the Dangar thing. Yeah. I saw Zales post something about that in the chat, and then I saw, yeah, his bandages after he got face blasted by that ion engine. That was interesting. And then he was right back in his oh, yeah. he just helmet, so like, I was like, wait a second. Was that just like some fucking Easter egg? Yeah, I don't know why they... Maybe they weren't even thinking about it. They just wanted to bandage him up that much oh they were i'm sure they could not have seen that and not noticed that it looked exactly like goddamn dangar that's true but yeah i mean obviously he's fine he just i mean he burnt a little bit of his hair obviously the side of his head looks like vader's head but i was excited for a second because i was like well not excited that someone was getting face melted but i was like that's that's going to give him something to make him even angrier at the rest of the bad batch but it, it looked like he was healed within like a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you get back to light speed. How long does it take? I don't know. A couple, couple weeks. seconds. <laughs> See. <laughs> um. All right. And then the most recent episode, which was the Ryloth episode, was the most uh, fresh on my mind. That was the one I watched today. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's an uprising on Ryloth. The Twi'leks are pissed. The Empire's there. There's a, the beginnings of an uprising. We see Hera and her her parents, which is kind of a nice touch. And I felt like they didn't overdo it. It was just like they're a part of this, and there's a lot of tension. So you can tell where you know her trajectory, how she ends up with the uh, rebels. If we don't see Hera or her family again in the rest of the series, I would be okay with that. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. like you said, it kind of just put us right on that path to pick her up in Rebels. Yeah, and it was nice. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I watched this episode and thought, dude, this is this is a Rebels episode. Hundred percent. The the Bad Batch literally had nothing to do with this entire episode. They just kind of delivered some stuff, and that was how they linked it in. But I was like, this is this yep. Rebels episode. It, it truly felt like a prequel episode to the to Rebels. How do you, how do you feel about when Filoni does that? <sighs> you know, it's because it always it, seems to be animation that does that yeah it's fine they have they have to they have it's it's a cartoon referring to a cartoon and it's there is this the timing's perfect so i get it um and i think it does add to that transition it does add to the transition of the galaxy from Republic to Empire to Rebellion. And mm-hmm. we're right in the middle of it. And seeing Hera and, and how she was raised in her situation helps to build that. It's another brick to the wall. <laughs> now, the fact that the show is called The Bad Batch, 
this is a complete trash episode in in those terms in the bad batch terms but in, in a long story you know we don't know where this is going to end up maybe it's poetry to say that all the clones are now a bad batch because they don't know where the fuck they belong oh the bad batch are the clones i like it <laughs> yep yep and yep. the good batch is just omega and and boba what did you think about child gambling on that one episode what the fuck man i was fine with it yeah i know um, I had a question on that one ARC trooper that was like stationed on Ryloth. He had like the aqua armor. He had that savage haircut. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was inhibitor chipped. I couldn't get a read on him. I feel like all the other clones, even if they didn't have a Jedi to like try to kill for Order 66, they instantly went Empire. And I felt like I couldn't tell if he was in the middle or not. No, actually, it's funny that you say that because... That was the reason. It was his character was the reason that I thought maybe there's a way to get rid of the inhibitor chip. Yeah. And again, he was the reason that I thought even without it, maybe some clones would stick with the Empire because he did seem clear minded. Right. Then he was just uh, he's a soldier for the Empire. That's how it felt. Well, no, but he was also super nice to uh, Hera's dad. And like when she got caught, he was like, you know, we'll keep this under the table. It's no big deal. Just don't let it happen again. Mm-hmm. I thought he was not necessarily on the Empire. He was like kind of right in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, now I mean, from a certain point of view, uh, the inhibitor chip, I'm assuming, is solely against Jedi. So you know, you you send a well, Order sixty six is just one of many orders. True, but you you send a chipped clone to Ryloth, and he's not going to be just a murderous dickhead. <laughs> Which is weird because <laughs> why does sharpshooter turn into a fucking assassin? All I was of a sudden? just gonna say that. Where where does where is that line? Good soldier follows orders. What are your orders? Kill everything ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Just murder, please. <laughs> nice little um, tracking device that he did on that one ship. I like it. Call back to episode two. That's cool. Uh, I also thought. So I'm gonna get into some a little heavier stuff here in, in a second, but please. It was, a, did you, it was a nice touch with the blurgs. You saw that little uh, the blurg use usage. Yep. yep. Um, How many planets it, are they on? I never thought. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird how they pull something from Legends and then they just kind of keep going with it randomly, and it's I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. It's weird because I felt like it was forced in Mando, but now that I see it on screen elsewhere, I'm like. You know what? Fuck it. Like, blurgs are a thing, and they're across the galaxy, and there's probably different types of This is a poison blurg. This is an electric blurg. They're all different types of Pokemon. Fuck it. I was just going to say, like, Pokemon from different regions. This yep. Diglett has flowers. Okay. Um, Hera's mom. So this was actually something that randomly popped into my head. Uh, Hera's mom had a French accent. That was the first French accent I had heard in Star Wars. I also noticed that about um, the senator, and then Hera has an accent, too, but she doesn't in Rebels. She has a yeah. slight accent with all the other Twi'leks, and then in Rebels, I think she just is straight, right? I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I never noticed. That, so. a, I never no- noticed a, a Hera accent. Join the rebellion and lose your accent. Yeah, <laughs> learn. Yeah. Gonna... Also, did you see that computer spike? No, I didn't see it. Oh shit! Someone was hacking the uh, the Empire stuff, and they were pressing some buttons, and then they shoved this like spike into the side of the computer and i was like what this is a computer spike this is perfect that's awesome i'm assuming that's what it was because yeah they literally stabbed the side of the kotor man come on it was great that's awesome 
How uh, and, and then also the nice callback with the speeder bikes that we kind of start seeing speeder bikes more regularly used, and they actually had a little small battle using the speeder bikes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember speeder Didn't, bikes being heavily used prior to that. Clones, I think clones had them on. Yeah, clone one of the Jedi that they shoot down in Order sixty six. Ah, uh, yep, yep. There's two Good clones call. on them, and then they like do this little signal. They fall back and blast. It's Adigalia, I think. They blast her out of the yep. sky. Yep. No, that's a good good call. But I mean, I think that's the first time we see them in the prequels outside of Episode six. Six, yeah. we see them obviously, and then we see that scene, and then now the being more regularly used. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> no one's using them ever again. I thought it was a great idea and a miss, not even a missed opportunity, but something that they can explore further in the future. Meeting on a fucking moon for oh, a drop. Yes. I was like, a what? real moon, not a moon that looks like a planet, a moon. <laughs> right. It was literally just a moon, but I was like, yeah, there's space travel. Why wouldn't we just have like backwater moon rendezvous? Asteroid rendezvous. Fuck Dude, yeah. This is fucking perfect i've never really considered that i thought that scenery too was awesome just seeing as they were landing just seeing the planet in the background and everything mm-hmm. that was nice nice touch yeah yeah very nice very mass effecty because there's that one uh in mass effect you land on the planet where the moon's being pulled into it oh yeah and that, as you're as you're rovering around you see the fucking planet about to crash into this that's that's the one dlc that's not in the legendary edition isn't it uh yes it is i just did it yep oh it is yep it's not a uh deadpoolio's bitch ass told me that one of them wasn't in the there's one dlc from the first game that isn't in legendary otherwise everything else is in there i could be wrong i think i remember recently doing it i I mean it's it's hard to forget a planet yeah getting destroyed by its moon. I particularly remember doing that because it looked so much better. Yeah. Because that, that's an intense setting. Yeah, when you're just cruising yeah. around on, on a fucking moon and there's a planet about to crash into you. Um, yeah, so meeting on the moon for the supply drop, obviously we see Bad Batch get out and then we see Hera and Omega. Uh, <laughs> I don't want those accents ever. <laughs> Tick! Eek! Tick! Get over here! Uh, but Hera and Omega uh, shake hands and become friends, and it's kind of it's kind of a nice touch, you know. Yeah. And the the thing that I'm going to try to pull out and expand upon is a feeling. They keep going back to these words to describe. I'm going to assume the Force, where we see Finn talk about it's a feeling, and now flying to to Hera mm-hmm. is all about a feeling i thought that's like the new from a certain point of view it's like to how everybody can describe the force whether or not they know it's the force that they're talking about right it's they 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 perceive it to be a feeling um and i think that's a perfect way to universally apply the the force to everybody agreed and, and i guess my uh my feeling is or my question, more or less, is does does everybody have some sense of the Force? Everything living yes. in the universe. So my second question, if, if yes, do you have to believe in the Force to feel the feeling? No. So you can just have, have feelings and have nothing, know nothing about the Force? 
this is why I support the midichlorian argument because everyone has it on a certain level. So I think if, yeah, maybe Hera has more than the average person. So she's better at flying because she has more instincts and the instincts come from having the force. You don't, but you don't have enough to really control it. It's just kind of giving you like a sixth sense almost. Yeah. And that's the feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can't really influence it, I feel, because if you don't have enough. So whether you believe in, well, I, I guess I would say that the, the force is the Jedi's like religious way to explain what that actually is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like if a feeling is where it starts, then there's different levels of like manipulating the force, yeah. like manipulating midichlorians, maybe lifting a pair, controlling, <laughs> and cutting that fucking pair in half, control cutting the youngling in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our. <laughs> That's what our Jedi doctrine is is based in. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, going back to, like, Buddhism and stuff, it's, like, yeah. consciousness or, like, meditation. It starts with, like, recognizing it. Yep. And then you train and then pass it down generations and generations, and then you have, like, a whole pedagogy around Well, it. it's all about, like, focus. Can you clear your mind to listen enough and no. then focus your abilities to sharpen, sharpen your skills? Decision-making. That's from something, isn't it? Decision making. I thought. Decision making. They explain the force that way some way, don't they? No, I don't remember what it is. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I just. uh, It's a very, very nice um, general way to describe the force. And I do like that Disney has really pushed this to the forefront. The fact that they started with Finn and now we're getting into piloting as a feeling. And you go even go back into the Star Wars universe and it starts with use your feelings, Luke, or trust your feelings or trust sense your, your feelings or listen to your feelings. Like it's all about that. And they've taken that little thing. But with the blast with shield down. And then, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a it's a nice thing that they've expanded upon that completely makes sense and they can use it in the future unlimited like it's uncapped they can do whatever they want with a feeling mm-hmm. it can be an intense feeling it can be just a suggestive thing you can barely feel it or you can fucking be pissed and rage and move shit I, I, I think it's a nice thing uh, that they planned that's all I like it too yeah yeah I mean the force doesn't belong to you that was such a good line from episode eight. Anything yeah. that kind of follows, follows. How am I trying to say this? The elements that make up a Jedi, when that can be applied to other characters and species and beliefs that aren't specifically Jedi, that expands it for me. That expands the Force into different areas for me, and I like that. I'm for that direction all day. No, it's yeah. Luke very uh, much so expands upon that, talking about that the Force is not the Jedi's. Yep. They don't own it. The Force is the Force. You either listen to it, uh, and yeah, it's like the Sith try to control it. And they can, kind of, but it has consequences. Yeah. And the Jedi just try to, you know... They try to control it, too. They're guided by it. They they listen to it. They they guide themselves. Well, Qui-Gon's guided by it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, it's like the more you try. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good one there. 
uh, Filoni, I'm going to charge you for this one, okay? Um, you give me an IOU. The more that they try to control it, the more the clouded less, that they get, the less wow. they actually can. The more the they try more, to control the force and create guidelines and rules, and this is how you actually activate the force and train and everything. The more force that they try to squeeze, the more force slips, slips through, through their, their fingers. fingers. Yes, thank you. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Lucas wrote that one, so I guess you can have it. I don't know how much force you're squeezing, but <laughs> I want to ease up there, Tarkin. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I hope they, exp- yeah, hope they give us more about that. What if I, I, uh, I wonder if Omega has a little bit, a bit of that as well? Yeah, and the way she felt about Hera saying that, it's almost like she thought it was funny and goofy and weird, but also, I know unlocked, exactly what you're talking about. It unlocked, yeah, something in her brain, like, oh, flying's yeah. about a feeling. I get it now. I wonder if their midichlorians are connecting to one another. Yeah, can you sync up midichlorians? Yep, on the right Wi-Fi network, you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh All right, Elmigi. Elmigi. Teak. You tell me do things. <laughs> Midichlorians. <laughs> oh man, pork chop sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep watching it. <laughs> yes. I'll I keep think- I will keep going. I held off for a while partly cuz I was busy. But also partly because I was like, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do it. Oh man, did you hear? Uh, Dave Filoni gets his own action figure with, with the cowboy hat or without? Published. Uh, he's in uh, Rebel pilot uniform. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, his character from Mandalorian. Yeah, that's okay. I guess. I thought it was going to be like him as director with like, his cowboy hat and stuff. The kid's a natural. When do we get our own fucking action figures? Never, 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 never. We're shutting the show down until they release our action figures. Hasbro, I'm talking to you. What do we got here? Uh, That's it. We talked about the Bad Batch. That's it. July 16th. Rescue on Ryloth. That's the next episode? This is the next episode. Well, I guess we're going to see Hera again. And then episode 13 called Infested. We've got some good ones coming up, it seems like. Infested seems very cool. Did they put a spoiler in the thumbnail like they did last time? <laughs> I just looked up Bad Batch uh, episode list, and those are the ones cool. so far. So, yeah, Rescue on Ryloth, obviously, we'll be back there. Uh, Infested makes me think ooh, we could be getting down and dirty with uh, maybe the inhibitor chips what we just talked about maybe they go haywire or start stop working or maybe i was thinking uh, a nest of gundarks i was just trying to say something that would end the show in a classy way (laughs) stay classy ryloff (laughs) they're a nest of is infested with gundarks (laughs) does this look infested Recording stopped.